Let's open our Bibles to the book of Hebrews chapter 7. Hebrews chapter 7. We are continuing the discussion we started last week with the topic, Encounter with the Most High. Hebrews chapter 7. Hebrews chapter 7. And I'll read verses 1 and 2. Hebrews 7, 1 and 2. For this Melchizedek, king of Salem, priest of the Most High God, who met Abraham returning from the slaughter of the kings and blessed him. Verse 2. To whom also Abraham gave a tenth part of all, first being by interpretation king of righteousness, and after that also king of Salem, which is king of peace. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The topic we are continuing this morning is a topic we call encounter with who? Encounter with the Most High. And last week or last Sunday, we looked at Genesis chapter 14, verse 18 to 20, where Melchizedek met Abraham. And uh, his, the, the, what transcribed between them is what has been summarized for us in the passage we have just read today. But we highlighted three things about the Most High. Does anybody remember those three things that we, met, we said about the Most High last week? Number one, is the possessor of heaven and earth. Number two, he delivers the enemy into the hands of his own. And the third point was, he blesses his own. He blesses his own through the covenant he has made of them. I mean, he has made with them the covenant of their tithe, which Abraham obeyed. And then, talking about he blesses his own, we mentioned the three principles of blessing. What is principle number one? Blessing must be... In other words, there are many, many different types of blessing. Is that not so? Some people's blessing is that they want triplets. Is that not so? Yes. See, somebody said, because she said amen. Other one said, eh? I say some people's blessing is that they want triplets. Even if you don't want it, say amen for those that want now. Uh -uh. Some people's blessing is that they want money. <laughs> and some people's blessing is that they want to pass their exams. So blessing must be specific. Individuals, I mean, might differ as to what they want. Some people, they want promotion. So it, it differs. That's number one. Blessing must be specific. Number two, must be targeted. In other words, there has to be a target of the blessing. For example, this morning, I know that I am a target of divine blessings. I know that God is here to bless me. So blessing is not just thrown into the air. Remember the story of that pastor who was preaching. That we are told as he was preaching, he was making pronouncements. As he was making pronouncements, he was releasing blessing to the congregation. But what happened? That day, the, the congregation was just looking at pastor. And he will pray and they will not say amen. 
And then there was that brother in the church that comes to church once in a yellow moon. And that day, God chose to open the eyes of no other person. But who? That occasional brother. And the brother saw that as pastor made pronouncements, there were two giant men behind pastor. One, one was throwing blessings into the congregation. But because nobody was picking it, the other man was doing what? Taking the blessings, putting it back into a bag. And so that our brother began to shout what? I grab it. How many of you will grab it today? So when we say blessing must be what? Targeted. Must be targeted. You will receive your blessings today in Jesus' name. So blessing must be specific. Blessing must be targeted. And blessing must be what? Must be triggered. Solomon triggered his blessing. Abraham triggered his blessing. One of the ways we trigger blessing is through the communion. It's true what? And many of us don't partake in the communion because the time we partake of the communion, we find it not convenient for us. Tell somebody, stop this Christianity of convenience. Somebody is not saying it. Tell your neighbor, stop this Christianity of convenience. One of the ways you trigger blessing is by the communion. You partake of the communion. Now, every time we have an IVG here, we do what? We partake of the communion. At times when we have evening service, we do what? We partake of the communion. Because when you look through the scriptures, like a man of God said, he said every time that God wants to fulfill what he has promised, he usually will start with what? With a meal. With a meal. Even when Jesus was going to fulfill destiny, he started with what? With a meal. The Lord's Supper was taken with his disciples at the upper room. And not long after that, he went to the cross. But thank God he did not remain at the cross. Amen. Tell somebody, thank God, that Jesus did not remain at the cross. So this morning, we want to ask ourselves a very simple question. We said it was the encounter between Melchizedek and Abraham that brought about the name, that name of God that is called the Most High. So the question is, who is Melchizedek? What's the question? Who is Melchizedek? And that's why we read from Hebrews chapter 7. Because when, once you move out from that Genesis, there's not, there are not many things said about Melchizedek in the scriptures. But when you go to Hebrews chapter 7, a lot of things are highlighted to us about him. To make us realize that Melchizedek was a type of Jesus. Melchizedek was there to point the way to who? To who? To Jesus. He was a type of Jesus. That is why in Hebrews chapter 6, verse 20. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 20. The Bible says, Whither the forerunner is for us entered, even Jesus, made an high priest forever, after the order of who? Melchizedek. Jesus was made an high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. The question is, what is the order of Melchizedek? And so when we get to chapter 7, we see that uh, the writer of Hebrews begins to break it down. He begins to break it down. He said he's the king of Salem. He's the priest of the Most High. Who met Abraham? That was what we read in Genesis chapter 14. He said Abraham gave him the tent of all. 
Then he said, being by interpretation, king of righteousness, and after that, king of what? King of Salem, which is king of peace. King of righteousness. King of peace. These are names that were given to Melchizedek. But for you and I today, who is the king of righteousness? Who is the king of peace? Who is he that can give you peace? One of the things, brethren, we should take note of when we study the scriptures, especially when we study the Old Testament, there are Christians who don't read the Old Testament. Is this good? We should read the whole Bible. But the whole Bible from Genesis to Revelation, there's one central figure. And who is that person? It's Jesus. Whenever you read the scriptures, especially you are reading the Old Bible, I mean the Old Testament, look for Jesus in the passage you are reading. Tell somebody, look for Jesus. Why are we cold this morning? As if you mean it, tell somebody, look for Jesus in the Old Testament. So when you read an incident, a story, an encounter in the Old Testament, ask yourself, where is Jesus in this passage? And as you begin to do that, a whole new world of Bible study will be opened unto you. That's why many of us, I mean, we, 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 we just go a little, I mean, a little bit and we say, well, I don't even understand. There's nothing there. Brethren, there's a lot there. There's what? There's a lot there. That the Lord wants to open to you. If you will open your heart to the study of the Bible. To the study of the scriptures. So Melchizedek is a type of Jesus. Is a type of Jesus. The passage that we just read makes us to understand. That when he met Abraham, he blessed Abraham. There's a song we normally sing. That Abraham's blessings are mine. Is it Abraham that will come and bless you? Is it Abraham? Abraham's blessings are mine. Through who? Through Jesus. Jesus is the one that will open the door unto you and I that we may access the blessings of Abraham. And I speak to somebody here today. Receive those blessings in Jesus' name. I say receive the blessings in Jesus' name. The Bible tells us that Melchizedek was noted as the priest of the Most High. And Abraham gave tithe unto him. But when you look at the children of Israel, there was a child or a son of Abraham, of course through Jacob, through whom the priesthood came. And who is that individual? Which son of, uh, of Jacob? Uh, was noted for the priesthood. Brother Levi. Amen. The, the priesthood was uh, uh, ordained for the descendants of Abraham through Levi, the son of Jacob. I believe we all know the linkage between Jacob and Abraham. We don't need to go into all that. The high priest, the first high priest in Israel was Aaron. And if those of us that remember very well, Aaron was the elder brother of who? Of Moses. We have Miriam, we have Aaron, we have Moses. But Aaron was set apart for the lineage of the high priest. 
And a lot of things, a lot of things we see that we have uh, 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 sent or rather released to the children of Israel through the activities of Aaron. So there was a lineage of the, of the high priest. There was a lineage of priests. There was a lineage through whom God related with the children of Israel. But then there came a time that the person you will call our eternal high priest came. Who is our eternal high priest? Did he come through the tribe of Levi? He did not come through the tribe of Levi. But he came through the tribe of Judah. In other words, the law that was established, the order that God established through Levi was not sufficient for our eternal salvation. Because in Aaron and in Levi, uh, I'll just tell us, you can, when you go, when you get home, read the whole of Leviticus chapter, I mean, Hebrews chapter 7. We don't have enough time. But the whole of the sacrifices, the atonement, the things that will bring men unto God when they sin was ordered, was ordained through Levi, through Aaron, through the Levites, through the disciples, I mean, the descend, their descendants. But there was a deficiency. Tell somebody deficiency. The Bible says there's a limitation to what the blood of uh, goats and the blood of rams could do. So God decided to give us a new order. And that new order came through Jesus. And that's why the priesthood of Jesus is likened to the priesthood of Melchizedek. Because Abraham, through whom the Levites came, gave tithes to Melchizedek. And the Bible makes us to understand that in Abraham giving tithes to Melchizedek, Levi himself was still where? In the loins of Abraham. So the Levites that were collecting tithes already gave tithes to Melchizedek in the loins of Abraham. And the Bible makes us to understand that the greater blesses the lesser. Does that make sense? Melchizedek blessed Abraham. And there's a, there's a story in, 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 in the scriptures. In Genesis chapter 47 verse 10. Genesis 47 verse 10. Genesis 47 verse 10. The Bible makes us to understand that Jacob came into the household of Pharaoh. Pharaoh was the king. He had the authority. He was the one that God used to establish Joseph as the prime minister of Egypt. But who blessed who on that day? Was it Pharaoh that blessed Jacob? Who blessed who? It was Jacob that blessed Pharaoh. And that is very important. That is very important. The greater blesses the lesser. I pray for someone here today. God will make you a blessing. Somebody does not like that prayer. I say, God will make you a blessing. Amen. You know, it's one thing to say, God bless me. Is that not so? But when you say, God should make you a blessing, it means your blessing is so much. You know, that, that passage that says, my cup does what? Your blessing is so much that others are being blessed because of you. I pray for someone here today. Again, God will make you a blessing. Amen. 
Because if you don't want God to make you a blessing, God has no business blessing you. Amen? If you are the selfish brother or the selfish sister that does not want God to use you to reach, to, to bless others, then God has no business blessing you. That's very important. In Genesis chapter 30, from verse 27 to 28, we see how Jacob became a blessing in the household of Laban. Jacob became what? A blessing. Laban said unto Jacob, he said, if I have found favor in your eyes, tarry. For I have learned by experience that the Lord has blessed me for thy sake. Isn't that wonderful? That because of you, God will bless your environment. That because of you, God will bless your neighborhood. That because of you, God will bless your family. That God will so bless you that others will see that God has blessed you. Remember, when we're, when we're talking about uh, the great, is it a great turnaround? When we're fasting in, in November. Remember the passage we were reading, Psalm 126. When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were what? Then the heathens saw it and said, God has done what? God has blessed them. Even before we begin to give our testimonies, the blessing that God will give someone here today will be uncoverable. Amen. The blessing that God will give someone here today will be unhideable. Amen. I hope I'm speaking correct English. You will shine in Jesus' name. Amen. I said you will shine in Jesus' name. So, brethren, if Melchizedek was not a Levite, and Jesus was not a Levite, he is the one that brought a better covenant. A covenant that is not rooted in the law, but in his blood. That tells me once, brethren, that the coming of Jesus broke protocol. True or false? The coming of Jesus did what? Broad protocol. And I know there's someone in our midst today. What you desire requires that protocol be broken. God will break protocol for you. I say God will break protocol for you. In other words, there were some limitations in the priesthood of the Levites. But because Jesus came after the order of Melchizedek, those limitations were evacuated. Those limitations were removed. Jesus was no longer subject to those limitations. And because he was not subject to the limitations, you and I are also not what? Not subject to those limitations. I was discussing with uh, a sister here on, on Thursday. And I was telling her about how we exercise our faith. And I think I've mentioned this here before. You know these doors that when you move close to them, they do what? They open. What do they call them? Sliding. No, that one is, is it sliding door? This one is sliding door. Motion detected doors. Huh? That's a big name. Automatic door. Uh-huh. Now, if this were an automatic door, right? And you sit down here and you are watching it. Will it open? 
by the laws that govern the operation of that door, if you sit down there for a thousand years, that door will remain closed for a thousand years. But if you move to this place, will the door open? It's not going to open. Until you step onto that spot where the sensors are. There is a sensor that makes the door to open. Until you step onto that spot where the sensors are, what happens? The door will open. Brethren, that is the same with exercising our faith. Many of us are so rooted in what we know that we fail to step forward and claim what God is giving unto us. We are so rooted in our experience. Oh no, Jesus is not a Levite, QED. But God is saying, I am breaking protocol. I am doing things differently. I am turning things around. I am changing things. In fact, you know what God is saying? He's saying, I am changing laws. God will change laws for you. I say, God will change laws for you. God will make way for you. God will make room for you. In the name of Jesus. And look at Hebrews chapter 7, verse 14 to verse 17. We are not going to read it, but I already uh, mentioned the things that are there. We can put it down. And we are going to stand up and say a few prayers before we continue. Let's rise on our feet. Let's rise on our feet. The message is not over, but let's rise on our feet. And if we pray till time is gone, we'll adjourn till next time. Amen. Amen. Today is the 30th day of our prayer and fasting. And that means for those of us that started on January 11th, we've been fasting for 30 days. Tell somebody congratulations. Tell somebody you have come thus far. You will make it through to the end. Even if you are not fasting. <laughs> Praise the Lord. We are going to pray. We are going to pray. You say, Father, break protocol for my sake this week in the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and pray. Father, break protocol for my sake. Break protocol for my sake this week. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Father, break protocol. You broke protocol to bring Jesus into the world. Ah, Mazalabos ke mahandaria. Reketo lobosito liandragabo. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. That's going to take that prayer. Do you know that, brethren, because when you say God should break protocol for your sake, you may be telling God to do the impossible. Do you know that God broke protocol in bringing Jesus to the world through Mary? Do you realize that? Mary said, how can this be? Seeing that I know no man. And what did the angel say? He said, the Holy Ghost himself will come upon you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. And so that son which will be born of you, he will be the savior of the world. His name will be called Jesus. Brethren, God broke protocol to bring Jesus into the world. So that prayer that you are taking as if uh, uh, this is not the prayer I want. See another one. You better take it seriously. Because the Bible says with God, all things are possible. With God, nothing shall be impossible. And there's an impossible situation that is facing you. And God wants to give you the breakthrough. 
Say, Father, break protocol for me this week. In fact, right now, break protocol for me in the name of Jesus. Break protocol for me, O oh Lord. Break protocol for me, O oh Lord, in the name of Jesus. Break protocol for me, O oh Lord, in the name of Jesus. Break protocol for my sake, O oh Lord, in the name of Jesus. Ah, Baba. Break protocol for my sake. In the name of Jesus. Ah, Marabashita Linda Indragabu. Reke Posotole Andaria. Break protocol for my sake, O Lord. In the name of Jesus. Ah, Marima Sita Linda Indragabu. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we are praying. You say every limitation in my life, Father, terminates today. In the name of Jesus. Every limitation in my life. Every limitation in my life. Terminate today, O Lord. Terminate today, O Lord. Terminate today, O Lord. andaria. In Jesus' name we are praying. Brethren, in order to, to, to circumvent, to avoid, to terminate and break the limitations of the tribe of Levi. God chose to bring Jesus after the order of Melchizedek. Is somebody with me this morning? You are going to pray that prayer again. Some limitations you know. Some you don't know. But either you know it or not, it's not relevant. It is God that knows it. You are going to pray. Say, Father, every limitation in my life. Some limitations are health related. Do you know that? Some limitations are health related. Some limitations are qualification related. Ah, they say, I want to give you this job, but you are not qualified. That's where favor comes in. God will favor you in Jesus' name. Amen. Some limitations are paper related. See, ah, this job is only meant for those who are landed. And you are not yet landed. Do you know what happens in, those, in that situation? Say, okay, but I know what I will do. We will help you to process your document. That is God's breaking limitation. Has it happened before or not? I'm not telling stories, brethren. I'm not just saying it happened in the Bible. It's happening right now in our own lifetime. He said, this franchise we want to give you, you need a million dollars. But we know you don't have it, but we will help you. Put down a deposit of $10,000. And we work out how we are going to make it so that you have this McDonald's franchise. God wants to give somebody here a McDonald's franchise. Yeah. It shall come to pass in Jesus' name. Yeah. I said to come to pass in Jesus' name. Yeah. You are going to pray that prayer again. Say, Father, every limitation in my life terminate today in the name of Jesus. Terminate today. Terminate today. Terminate today. In the name of Jesus, terminate today. Ah, Baba, in the name of Jesus. Mezali Kabo Soto Linda Indragabo. Every limitation, terminate today. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name, we are praying. The Bible says in Psalm 107, verses 15 and 16, All oh, that man will praise the Lord. For his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. He said, for he has broken the gate of brass 
and cut the bars of iron in sunder. You are going to pray, say, Father, break every gate of brass and cut every bars of iron in sunder for me today in the name of Jesus. Break every gate of brass, cut every bars of iron. Great, break every gate of brass, cut every bars of iron in the name of Jesus. Break every gate of brass, cut every bars of iron in the name of Jesus. Make way for me, O Lord. Make way for me, O Lord. Make way for me, O Lord. Make way for me in this land, O Lord. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we are praying. Brethren, this month is our month of celebration. And like we all know, beginning from this Saturday, we are starting our 15 hours praise. You will celebrate in Jesus' name. And you will be celebrated in Jesus' name. So, the next prayer point is dependent on the Father. Do you want to celebrate or not? Say, Father, let my celebration this season perfect your work in my life. In the name of Jesus. Ah, let my celebration this season. Let my celebration, O Lord, perfect your work in my life. In the name of Jesus. Let your, my celebration this season. Perfect your work in my life. In the name of Jesus. Ah, ma parima sotole andragabo. Meriba shanda idagama ushkate. Ye prosoto linda idegema ushkate. Ah, Father, let my celebration. Rekaporobo kotole andragabo. Ezito ligama ushkata. Melma katole andragabo. Let my celebration. Maziti ele masutole andragabo. Rekapakatalege. Ezutu eliandragabo. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we are praying. The Bible says in that Hebrews chapter 7, from verse 19 to verse 25, that the priesthood of uh, uh, Melchizedek, as well as that of Jesus, is by a divine oath. Is by what? A divine oath. A divine oath. And that's very important. He alone qualifies to intercede for us before the Father. A divine oath simply means that a word is spoken. And it is done. A word is spoken. It is done. We are going to pray a very simple prayer from that. There's a song that is coming to my mind. It's a Yoruba song. It says, Speak, my Lord, speak. You have, you, have, you, have, you have decided or you have made up your mind that my glory will come forth. Does anybody remember that song? Yes. Sing it, let's hear. Sing it. In Yoruba, of course, I've interpreted it. You speak, you sing it in tongues. Sorrow, Oluwa mi sorrow. Sorrow, Kogo mi buyo. Oluwa mi sorrow, sorrow. Oluwa mi sorrow. 
Amen. I know we would love to sing it, but no, I want us to pray. I want us to pray. It says, my Lord, speak that my glory may manifest. Amen. Amen. So there's a word you need in your life today. The priesthood of Melchizedek was by an oath. The priesthood of Jesus Christ was by an oath. What God wants to perfect in your life today is by what? Is by an oath. Amen? And there is a word that God has for you that you may begin to shine. That His glory may begin to come to perfection in your, in your life. You say, Father, Father speak, your speak your word. And let my glory spring forth. In the name of Jesus. Speak your word. Speak your word. Speak your word into my life. Speak your word into my situation. Let my glory spring forth. Let my glory spring forth. In the name of Jesus. Speak your word into my life. Speak your word into my situation. Let my glory spring forth. In the name of Jesus. Father, speak your word. Lord, speak your word. Lord, speak your word. Ah, Baba, speak your word. Mazela Boske Makata, Elendro Gobundoria, Mazatali Anna Idigi, Makori Bakatole Andaria. Speak your word into my life, Lord. Let my glory come forth. Let my glory come forth. In the name of Jesus. Ah, Zita Ilege Maushkate. Speak your word, O Lord. Legerebo Sutolianda Iragama Ushkate. Speak your word, O Lord. Let my glory come forth. Let my glory spring forth in the name of Jesus. Ezima ikalema andaria madbo soto yeremo sakatalyandragabo. Let my glory come forth. Let my glory spring forth in the name of Jesus. Ma prosoto le andaria. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name, we are praying. Let's have our seats. Let's have our seats. Uh, in a few minutes, we are going to round up. Jesus is our eternal sacrifice. Jesus is what? Our eternal sacrifice. There is no evil written of Melchizedek anywhere in the Bible. So is the priesthood of Jesus. Amen? Hebrews chapter 7 verse 26. Hebrews 7 26. Hebrews 7 26. Say, for such an high priest became us, who is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, made higher than the heavens. He's talking about Jesus Christ. Go to the next verse. Who needed not daily as those high priests to offer up sacrifice, first for his own sin and then for the people's sin. For this he did once when he offered up himself. Verse 28. For the Lord maketh men high priests which have infirmity. But the word of the oath, which was since the law, maketh the Son, who is consecrated forevermore. Who is what? Consecrated forevermore. We have mentioned earlier on that as Melchizedek by interpretation is the king of righteousness and king of peace. That Jesus is what? Our king of righteousness and king of peace. 
Romans chapter 14, verse 17. Romans chapter 14, verse 17. Romans 14, 17. The Bible says, For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. That's why we fast. Tell somebody, that's why we fast. <laughs> Are you afraid? He said, the kingdom of God is not what? It's not meat and drink. It's not Tim Hortons and, uh, and McDonald's. He said, but what? Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. So, and your only access to that righteousness, to that peace, and to that joy in the Holy Ghost is who? It's Jesus Christ. That's why in Hebrews chapter 1, Hebrews chapter 1, verses 8 to 9, Hebrews chapter 1, verses 8 to 9, Hebrews 1, 8 to 9, he said, but unto the Son, he said, thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of thy kingdom. Go to the next verse. Say, thou hast loved righteousness. That is the equation that made Jesus to be elevated. It's the equation that will make you to be elevated. Yeah. Tell somebody, love righteousness. He said, thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. In other words, you cannot love righteousness and tolerate iniquity. If you love righteousness, you must hate iniquity. He said, therefore, God, even thy God. Even what? You see, that's the key part. God, even thy God. It is your God that will anoint you with the oil of gladness. It is my God that will do what? That will anoint me with the oil of gladness above my fellows. It's a personal relationship. It's your God that will anoint you. It's my God that will anoint me. Amen. I pray for someone here today. God will anoint you. Amen. I say God will anoint you. Amen. There is an oil of gladness. There is an oil of joy. There is an oil of promotion. There is an oil of lifting up. That God has prepared for the head of somebody here. Amen. Someone here is going to have an experience. Amen. You know what that experience is? God himself will pour that oil upon you. Amen. You may not see the oil physically, but you will feel it. You will feel it. That there's an oil upon you. Receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. I say receive it in Jesus' name. Because you love righteousness. Because you hate iniquity. God has chosen you as a vessel for anointing with his oil of gladness above your fellows. In other words, when God anoints you, he lifts you up. So you don't need to pray for promotion. God will lift you up. Amen. I say God will lift you up. Melchizedek, we are told, had neither beginning nor end. But he abides continually like the Son of God. He had neither beginning nor end. Jesus defeated death. Do we know that? Do you know that Jesus defeated death? Because Jesus defeated death, you need not fear uh, brother Corona. Or is it a sister? 
brother and sister Corona, you need not fear that virus called Corona. Jesus has defeated death. We are told that he took, how many stripes did he take on the, on the, on the, on the cross? I think it's 39. For, uh, okay, whatever be the number. We are told that they classified all the sicknesses in the world. And they, they found out that they can, all can be classified into the number of stripes Jesus took less one. So the last stripe is for those that are not yet known. And that includes Corona. That includes HIV. That includes cancer. Any name you can think of is covered in that last stripe. Jesus has taken it upon himself. He has taken it upon himself. He defeated death. And that's very important. He is no longer subject to the limitations of time upon his resurrection. That's why he said in Revelation chapter 1 verse 8, he said, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending. Said the Lord, which is, which was, which is to come, the Almighty. He is the beginning and the end. It means wherever you are, you are in between his plan and purpose. But that is what you must ensure. You must ensure that you are not at any point in time, what? Outside the Alpha and the Omega. Amen? At any point in time, you must be between him that has no beginning and has no ending. Brethren, when we get to heaven, your, your time is useless. Time is a creation of this world. That's why we're going to be there for eternity. There is no time and say, oh, do this for one hour. Do this for three hours. Do this for 24 hours. Eternity is eternity. And I pray you will make it. Amen. As I pray you will make it. Amen. That is why the limitations of the old law were taken away. And Jesus came to give us access to the throne of grace. So that by his grace we are what? We are saved. By grace we are saved. So long as we make up our mind that his grace will not be uh, the, the excuse for us to continue to sin. That's why the Bible says, thou hast loved righteousness. And thou hast what? Hate. The people that don't hate iniquity, but claim that they love righteousness, will preach the gospel of irresponsible grace. You know what that means? Jesus has done it all. You just do whatever you want. And confess, and it is done. But the Bible says, Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? And the Bible says, What? The Bible doesn't just say no, it says, God forbid. That phrase, it's only in that part, only in that verse in the Bible, no other place. In other words, God forbids irresponsible grace. Tell somebody, God forbids irresponsible grace. Jesus Christ said, I am the Alpha and the Omega. The first and the last. In Revelation chapter 1 verse 11, 
He said, What thou seest, write in a book. Send it unto the seven churches. And they, that word, that warning is it still I mean, applies to us today. Jesus is the God of the past, is the God of the present, and is the God of what? The future. If a man lives to be 120 years old, we said he has lived to a full life. Is that not so? But the, the span of what Christ is doing goes beyond all that. And I pray that none of us here will fail. I pray that none of us here will fall. I pray that that eternity that Christ gave, came to give without limitation will be our possession. I pray that the testimony that God desires that we have, that we will have it. Amen. I pray that when I get to heaven, I will see you. Amen. Now, that is my prayer. And let me now say, I hope you won't make me a lonely man in heaven. No, that one is a hope. I hope you won't make me a lonely man in heaven. Tell your neighbor, I hope you will not make me a lonely man or woman in heaven. How can you do that? If I'm there and I say, ah, where is this sister? Ah, she's not here. Where is this brother? Ah, he's not here. Ah, ah. Where is this? Where? Ah, then the person becomes lonely. Are we together, brethren? This is very important. Christ is coming very soon. He's coming very soon. When he comes, will he find you ready? Will he find you prepared? Will he find you saying, okay, I mean, will he say unto you, welcome, good and obedient servant. Enter into the joy of your master. Or will he say unto you, depart from me, ye workers of iniquity. For I do what? For I know you not.